Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Joining me for news of the day, breaking down with me, none other than Ben Glebe, comedian, nowherecomedyclub.com, Rebel HQ, contributor, all around great guy, going to be fun and informative. Also, breaking down US economic policies in the bullpen, my debate segment, Jen Sidorova should be fascinating, an argument about economic policies. Top story of the day, very sad situation. 13 year old seventh grader was with his tutor. Black 13 year old waiting for the tutor, tutor comes, he puts his book bag in the car of the tutor and all of a sudden, Here comes the police to lock him up. He did nothing wrong. Well, the family is now suing, good for them. Let's put up a picture of the family attorney. This guy's no joke, all right? Uh, The family of a 13 year old seventh grader who says they were racially profiled by police has lawyered up and plans to sue the city and county of San Francisco. Civil rights attorney John Barris claims the student MC, we will call him, was racially profiled and unlawfully detained by a member of the San Francisco Police Department. Okay, they're doing that, they're doing the hide the pickle thing so that we don't know who the cop was as far as a picture. So I don't have a picture, a verified picture, but I do have a verified picture of the chief of police. The buck stops with him, he's the guy in charge. His name is William, they call him Bill Scott, there he is. The claims stem from an incident that took place on March 15th at Stern School located at 838 Kearney Street. The student was waiting for his tutor to pick him up from school. Upon the instructor's arrival, the student put his book bag in the back seat of her car and was about to get inside when an officer identified as Sergeant Para ran up to him yelling, get out the car, put your hands behind your back. Their surveillance video with no sound, but surveillance video shows that exact encounter. Barris claims that the sergeant placed the student's hands behind his back while the tutor and school leaders came to defend the child, telling the officer that he was in school all day. While the officer claims the student was only detained for one minute, the attorney and the witnesses say that cop is lying. They say the student was detained for roughly 30 minutes. That's according to a report from the San Francisco Chronicle. Versus claims the sergeant kept the child over, claims the seventh grader matched the description of a suspect who was described as wearing black pants, a black hoodie and red shoes. However, the attorney said MC the student had predominantly black shoes with red shoestrings and pants that had Mickey Mouse on them. So here's the classic, okay? Here's the classic, he's the black guy who fit the description. Black shoes, I mean, he's a black person, he's a damn child. 
in the seventh grade. Here's what really happened. And I don't give a damn who says different. Here's what happened. That cop, he thought black child, book bag, a car, theft, robbery, carjacking. I got one today, fellas, okay? This is what he thought. Any reasonable police officer could have determined that this young child did not fit the description of the suspect described as a black male wearing black clothing and red shoes who was allegedly seen breaking into cars, allegedly, all right? Burr said in a news release, the child's family and his school have all spoken out against the officer's actions. Now, we need more of this. You know how many times we've reported on stories right here at Indisputable where the child is in the right, the cop is in the wrong, and the school system decides to take the side of the cop, or they are silent as to their public announcement about what happened. Well, not in this case. In this case, the school is standing with the child, the community is standing with the child, the teachers are standing with this 13 year old child. This is a model for other school teachers, administrators and systems. The child's mother, her name is Dolores Coleman said, and I quote, Ms. Coleman said, my son has been traumatized by the police officer's attack. As his mother, I am horrified that this happened to my son who is loving, carefree, polite and well mannered. He doesn't understand why this happened to him when he had done nothing wrong. Let me say this because I'm sure this segment will reach the family of this young man. Do not allow the coward who attacked you to change you for the worse. Allow that coward to change you for the better. Do something to make a positive impact to the negative experience you went through. You have way more people in this world who support you and are encouraging you, who love you than the people who do not. Sometimes unfortunately, those who are opposed to you can seem loud. Like this experience can seem loud, but look at how many people got your back. Your tutor, your school system, the attorney, the community and your family. Rest in that and allow that to be a catalyst for the transformation that I know you're about to bring to this world because of that experience. Ben, thoughts on this? Well, that's a great point you just made there at the end. And not just that great list of people that have this child's back, but also your show, also media around the world that are outraged at an incident like this. That at least shows the times are changing. There's vestiges of some old BS holding on to a lot of old ways of doing business and trying to keep children in fear of their own law enforcement apparatus of their own community. But that is at least changing, spotlight is being shined on that. And it just shows how how foolish and how quick to react these police officers can be. I mean, I don't know if they're familiar with how crime typically happens, but typically criminals don't put things in the car <laughs> right. that they're stealing from. They take stuff out. 
It's literally the opposite of an astute observation, my dear Watson. <laughs> uh, here's the thing about what the attorney said. The attorney said, listen, any reasonable person would have known immediately this is not some carjacking. This kid does not fit the description. Don't you think if he fit the description, if somebody in Mickey Mouse pants was robbing somebody, that would be an important detail in the description. And once again, once the tutor said, who was in the car, once the tutor said, no, 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 this is one of my children, okay? 30 seconds, 60 seconds max, done deal. I'm sorry, my apologies. Here's why that happened. But according to the tutor and the witnesses, the cop detained the young man 30 minutes after proper explanation was given. All right, we're going to continue to monitor that story. Racist bar owner, yep, racist bar owner is mad because the bar next door has the audacity to want customers and customers are going there. So he decides to call everyone the N word and well, the police did absolutely nothing. Let me show you this part first. I did nothing wrong. My car over there, Davis. These guys my lot every time. They charge me twenty dollars, and I'm losing business over here because I'm fourteen inches from this. Parks this car over here. Are you kidding me? Yes, racist bar owner. Black people can own things now. <laughs> All right, we got more. Now he's saying the N word, he literally threatened to actually end somebody's life. And the officers, they're just trying to de-escalate. Wow, cops know how to de-escalate. There's more. Say the, the N word again, bro. I'll drop bombs all that. Uh -huh. Wait, well, is that what it is? Lord, huh? yeah. Lord. I did nothing wrong. My car over there, Davis. These guys my lot every time. They charge me twenty dollars, and I'm losing business over here because I'm fourteen inches from this car over here. Are you? I will kill you. Do not talk to me. All right, so let me go, let me go through some of my law school studies here. I saw terroristic threat, I saw destruction of property, I saw assault, simple assault, and I saw disorderly conduct. I may have missed a couple, but the man was arrested for absolutely nothing. Let's put up his picture, we've identified him. He's the owner of Double Play. His name is Anthony Masuto, the owner of Double Play. And I got the address for Double Play in case you choose to patronize the establishment or not. It's up to you, the ball is in your court. His address 
the double play is at 13011 Western Avenue, Blue Island, Illinois. Uh, the number 708-388-0811. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. Obviously, the young man needs business. And I'm simply trying to help a young man out. Hey, he's racist, all right? It's a lot of racist people in the world. That doesn't mean they should not be able to earn a living. Once again, put up the address again. Let's help this guy out, okay? He's upset. He needs customers. The address is the double play, 13011 Western Avenue, Blue Island, Illinois, 60406. His phone number, in case you need to make a reservation before you come, is 708-388-0811. Let's put this picture back up again. If you go there, make sure you tell him that you are supporting racist businesses. Right? All right. Ben, we're just trying to help people over here at Indisputable like we do. It's really nice. And I think that that you're providing a community service here because this guy, sure, he had a bad day, but he seems like he runs a really friendly bar. It's, it's like <laughs> cheers over there. I'm sure you go there and it's really warm welcome and then it's a get the hell out and it seems like an adventure. It's like going to an amusement park while you're getting your buzz on. It, uh, this guy, how proud he was. I'll drop n bombs all day. He says, "Oh, yeah, all day, proudly, all day." How yeah. about get a hobby in the middle of there somewhere? Yeah, maybe focus on creating a better business model for customers. <laughs> Newly released body cam footage shows a man being arrested because he groped a woman, sexually assaulted a woman during a flight. Now I gotta show you this video, it is quite telling. Scott Grandin is his name, here's the first video. Hey sir, how are you today? Do you have your license on you? You don't have your license on you? What happened aboard the aircraft? Nothing happened. Something happened with a young lady on the aboard the aircraft while y'all were flying. I don't think so. Well, she's alleging that something did happen. So. Am I being detained or what? Yes, sir. You are. Why? Well, as I just explained to you, young lady alleges that you groped her inappropriately. It's a very close aircraft. I'm seven foot tall, so. Okay. She can say whatever she wants to say. I didn't touch anybody. I didn't Have ID? Yeah, of course I do. I'm on an airplane. So, I mean, I don't understand. I didn't do anything. I, I literally took a suck half the time. It was an in-flight in flight incident. Well, then we'll call out FBI. Okay. okay, that guy has pleaded guilty. I got more video because it gets even stranger after that. But this happened to an ER nurse. The flight was from St. Louis to Atlanta, all right, to the A, okay? That's not a short flight. There's more. Are you touching me? You're being detained, sir. Are you bald and fat? That sucks, you got a small too, huh? Uh -huh. Sir, you have your ID in your, um, in your pocket? Call my attorney, you <laughs> 
You guys touching me? You guys touching me? Oh, it's weird. It's weird how that works. Stop touching me, dude. You're being patted down, sir, okay? Oh, I'm being patted down. I'm going to airplane. What do you think I'm going to do? We're going to carry a bomb? We're going to carry a bitch for your fat bald head? Okay. I'm going to take out my mask here. Hold on. I can't breathe. Hold on. I can't breathe. Oh, my goodness. I can't breathe. Take my mask off. Yeah. Yeah. You see what you're doing to me? You're no. doing this, pig. No. You're calling the FBI because you're black? He continued to yell racist slurs, homophobic slurs, generally rude and abusive to everybody around him. There's more. Come on, what? Where am I going? We're going to walk down that way. Going where? Oh, oh, to the FBI precinct? You fat bald That's right. He's going to steal my Oh, my pants are falling down. Hold on. Hold on, you got to get my pants up. Oh, get my pants up. There you go. Let's put up his picture, okay? Scott Russell Grandin, he was later charged with abusive sexual contact aboard an aircraft to which he pleaded guilty to in September. We're just getting the footage from that arrest. Everything has been adjudicated. He pled guilty, he was sentenced in federal court to 21 months in federal prison. Now, imagine what this victim went through, this victim had to stay on that flight with this man sexually assaulting her during the flight. Such a damn shame. In court, he claimed that he had taken anxiety medication and alcohol before the flight that made him think the victim was his fiance. That was his explanation. But obviously, that was dismissed by the judge as an affirmative defense because clearly, he knew that was not his fiance when he was questioned about it right after the flight. Uh, Grand reportedly has a lengthy criminal record, has been previously charged with uh, distribution of controlled substances, assault uh, and DUIs. Uh, Grandin is now going to have to register as a sex offender. And when he goes back to his home state of Missouri, because Grandin's crimes were committed on the plane, they are considered federal and he will not have the opportunity for parole. Uh, here's what happened on the plane. March 25th, 2021, it was a Southwest flight. Grandin was in the middle seat and proceeded to grope the victim's thigh, growing and buttocks. Grandin also attempted to kiss the victim, identified by the initials RAK in court documents. Obviously, we always protect victims of sexual assault. This is how it unfolded, all right? After rejecting several attempts at conversation, the victim decided to ignore Grandin put her AirPods on and try to get some sleep. She dozed off and woke up moments later because of turbulence. She initially thought Grandin was holding her thigh because he was scared, but he proceeded to move his hand toward her crotch area. The victim removed his hand several times before Grandin asked her to get up so he could use the restroom. When the terrified victim complained, Grandin proceeded to smack her buttocks. The woman then alerted flight attendants of the assault while Grandin was in the restroom and she was moved to another seat. Grandin was moved to the front of the plane when it landed and the victim told flight attendants she wanted to press charges after he kept staring at her.
let's put up a picture of the acting special agent in charge of the FBI. Um, that is Kurt R. Erskine. And in a press statement, he said, uh, Grandin humiliated and degraded her and this type of behavior on an airplane will not be tolerated. He added, the Senate shows the consequences for such abusive sexual conduct. All right, tough words, okay, yeah, he's gonna go to prison. Uh, I think he should get more time, to be quite frank. Uh, but you know what, we've reported right here on cops who did even more egregious things, that was egregious. But we reported on cops molesting children that got zero time and did not have to register as a sex offender. We reported on one just a few days ago, okay? Um, we've covered several out of Kentucky. A Kentucky cop groped a black woman during a traffic stop, was never even disciplined for the incident. The only reason he resigned is because of another case in which he pled guilty for. All right, so here's what we do here we make sure. That we provide equilibrium, okay? There's a rape culture in America. You know what permeates through that rape culture? Acting as if things like this really are not a big deal. Let me tell you, the women that I have in my life, the mother that raised me, the daughter, that's the sunshine of my life. You know, I've had to hear stories. Stories about systematic oppression and abuse and a general tolerance for sexual predators. I've had to hear those stories. Those stories are real. But we provide proper context here on Indisputable. Ben, thoughts on this case? Well, the guy is a monster. I always get also just thrown off and I noticed the, the little details that beyond the horrific act of what he did frustrate me. Why did they move him to the front of the plane and her to a different seat? This guy gets the first class upgrade for what he's doing mm. for assaulting somebody on an airplane. And then and then he's in the area of the air, of the airport afterwards being detained. And they say we're taking you to the FBI and has to make it racial for no reason says, Oh, you're calling the FBI because you're black? <laughs> make Didn't even sense. fit, did it? Didn't even make sense. But he wanted <laughs> to be racist that bad, man. I mean, <laughs> he just needed to say something racist, even if it didn't even fit the context nor the oh. narrative. Yep, it's pretty insane. I mean, these people are just, oh, where do they get this premise that they can just live in this world where you're so entitled that not only do you do something horrific assaulting a human being on an airplane, but then talking trash to the police as they're detaining you about it, asking questions about it? It thank God this guy finally got is gonna get some justice. I mean, yeah. it's a rare instance of that. Yeah, and I definitely think he has other victims in his past. That is my personal belief. So I am glad that out of this he has to register as a sex offender. Okay, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Okay, let me read some of these comments before I read the comments. Uh, ben Glebe, all right, man, you got a lot going on brother. Tell people about your upcoming stuff. Yes, well I just had a, a two week vacation, so I've been off for three weeks for my virtual show, but I'm back this Sunday with a matinee show. 
from anywhere on planet Earth. If you got a phone or a computer, you can join me live for some laughter and madness. It's my weekly virtual show, Glebe Off the Top, crowd work and improvised madness at Nowhere Comedy. You can see it right there on your screen. You can get a ticket at nowherecomedyclub.com or bengleeb.com and you join us and it's a weird improvised show. I play all these characters that you see in the background there and you become part of the show. It's a little fictional town we created, so now it's actually real. It's virtual, it's global. We elect a mayor every few shows. You can be part of this show and help shape it. I talk with you, I interact with you, you become part of our community and just laugh your butt off while I make a fool of myself. Basically, while we try to battle the injustice during the week, we try to gather up this show on the weekends and let it all loose, have some catharsis, shake it out and then do it again the next week. So it's a fun way to let loose and blow off steam. It's this Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific for Eastern. If anybody wants to join tickets at bangleeb.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. This is why I stopped eating at McDonald's. <laughs> okay, I am convinced more than ever. I know this male Karen was out of line and abusive and wrong, but damn it, it's something in those golden fries. All right, <laughs> I mean the way he went after the employees because he did not get food, sir. I think I think that's a loose classification of what you get at McDonald's, but. The way he acted, Ben, reminds me of somebody who is strung out and he needs a hit. Yeah, and and or he seems like a petulant five-year-old child throwing a tantrum, <laughs> could be a combo. combo I mean, they're doing him a favor by not giving him McDonald's food. They're trying to turn his life around. They're yeah. doing their best to help this care man yeah. set his life straight. Maybe it's an intervention. Yeah, maybe exactly maybe right. he's at McDonald's too much, and <laughs> this is the intervention model. Yeah, that's a good strategy. Whatever <laughs> right. it takes. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. takes. Uh, we do something here at Indisputable. We make sure uh, that we provide a mirror uh, for reflection, yes, but also for an opportunity and correction. We support those that work in restaurant and service industries here. All right, we do that. Okay, it's Friday. I got something for everybody. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Get the hell off the sidewalk now. Excuse me. Get off the sidewalk. Please don't touch me. Why'd you just hit me? Want me to hit you again? What the? What is wrong with you? Yeah. You don't touch me. Oh, I'll do what I want. You tried to run. Mom!
Mom! Mom! Hey, come on out, Mom! Have a little talk with Mom. Oh, there's more. She said, let's have a little talk with mom. HOA Karens are the worst. She is assaulting a 12 year old child. There's more. Mom! She just hit me. Come on out. Come on, tell your story. She just hit me. Uh-huh. She just hit me. You hit my child? Yes, she did. Yes, she just did. You want to go look at it? I have a you camera. You want to see the video? Run me down on the sidewalk, and I'm with the I'm on the board, along with another board member. Would you like he to see that? We're well aware. He tried to run us down on the sidewalk. I did not. And and lied to us. I have well, a video. It's a great thing that there's a camera strapped to his chest. Good. Right get, come on, boy. Let's get it on. Let me get see. Get away from me. Come on. Get away come from on. me. You need to get come away. on. Come on, Jeffrey. Come over here. I swear to God, if this old lady touches me again. Oh, you are crazy. We're here on the police. You need to go away. This is crazy. You've been, you don't hit children. You don't hit children. It's against the law. She showed me numerous videos. And shame on dad that your boys would She hit me. She hit me. She is an absolute. He's got the whole thing on camera. With the board member. I have it on camera. I did not. No. Yelling at me. I can be on the side. Yeah, Karen, too damn old, lying on a 12-year-old child. You're too damn old for that behavior, Karen. Wrong with you. Okay, uh, we have the, let's put up the picture. We have the identity of the Karen. <laughs> I know that's not a great photo. Uh, and the way her right leg is, le- anyway. She's her name. 80 years old, Doc. <laughs> right. Can you imagine the amount of terror she was when she was in her in her youth? Sir, this is an OG Karen, sir. OG Karens do not die, they multiply. <laughs> they get stronger with age, okay? Uh, Karen was identified as Susan Gracia, all right? The internet has crowned her as Sidewalk Karen. Uh, the young man is Jeffrey. Jeffrey's mom said this isn't a first encounter with this Karen and that she needs help before she strikes again. The Santa Ana Police Department confirmed they are in fact investigating the incident which happened on Sunday. The woman in the video was identified as Susan Garcia, self-proclaimed HOA board member, who is reportedly known by several residents in the area. According to Santa Ana Police, Garcia was charged with assault. All right, that is that is the worst part of HOA Karens and why they are the worst is this family has to pay for her to do that. They're yeah. paying monthly. They literally <laughs> are paying money. To have that kind of leadership represent their community. Uh, Gar- uh, Garcia would not talk to Fox 11 about the incident on camera, but over the phone, she told uh, the reporter, Haley Winslow, that she's almost 80 and felt threatened and scared. You know, I'm just so glad it wasn't a 12 year old black child, okay? Uh, there's no telling what would have happened there. Uh, anyway, being thoughts. I mean, this lady, she's out there, she's like Batman. She's fighting for justice. She's trying to stop crime in the city. If you define crime as a kid with squeaky brakes, respectfully and slowly breaking far in advance of somebody to see what's going on. She wants that kid riding his bike in the street. She wants 12 year olds riding the bike in the streets at risk of being hit by cars. You don't want kids on the sidewalks where they're safe. I think she's putting her foot down for 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 the future, for safety. I uh, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. She's nuts. <laughs> uh, let's put that picture up again. That's hell right there. 
<laughs> Looks almost right. like she's standing on the on the bike handles. <laughs> I think I think the I think the demon inside of her is causing her to levitate. <laughs> All right, I got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. All right, let me read a few of these comments. Uh, Craig Curry Souffle says, that male Karen must have thought it was Friday. You get it? Friday. That's a good one. All right. I'm sure people are laughing on the inside, Craig Curry Souffle. Uh, not that Karen Dragon. Thank you for that. Mark says, secret sauce. <laughs> you know, these these people are so damn lucky because the crew I was raised around. Uh, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, we're gonna give you some extra sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Archie 15 says all HOAs are Karen Havens. I concur. Um, disturbing trend continues to happen. Here's the latest: black child, girl, young lady. Okay. In a powerlifting competition, is forced to take her beads out of her hair to compete. So her teammates have to help her. Here's the video. Once again, our society teaching young black children that because they are different in their hairstyle or texture, they must comply with rules that are adversarial to them. But there's more. The identity of the athlete involved currently is not available. But it is not the only incident where a black athlete was forced to remove their beads in recent news. Here it is. About a 16-year-old girl in North Carolina, Nicole Piles, who was forced to take the beads out of her hair during a softball game. And some of the beads even had to be cut out by her teammates. The North Carolina High School Athletic Association says the umpire was following the rules when he asked Piles to take out her beads because the association bans them. Durham Public Schools called the ban culturally biased and problematic. And Piles says, ask yourself, who else wears beads? Who else wears things that hang off braids in your hair? Only black girls. Yeah, there's more. Let's put up a picture of this young man, okay? It goes beyond beads. Back in 2018, Andrew Johnson had to leave, had to have his locks removed in order to compete during a wrestling competition. Literally, they were cut off of his head. Okay, back in 2019, Chicago-based youth group will remove dreads of a black members uh, of black members as means of bettering their lives. It was part of the protocol to make them have better character. Let me explain some things here. This is why critical race theory must be taught, because critical race theory wants you to think about race critically. There's a rule. An ordinance, a law, a statute, a protocol written that only adversely impacts one race of people. That's critical race theory in a microcosm. What in the hell does powerlifting have to do with beads? 
or playing in a softball game. Now, let me turn this back around because I know some people will push back when we post this on YouTube or Facebook Watch. And they will say, well, doc, that means the rules are going to be that way for everybody. I mean, you know, white kids can't have beads either. Do white kids wear beads? Maybe one or two, okay? We know this adversely impacts the black community. But let me present it to you this way. Uh, what if they said, okay, well, for you to compete, you cannot dye your hair any color whatsoever. You may say, Doc, that, that doesn't make sense. But let's just say it's a rule. You cannot dye your hair. So if you're not a natural blonde, you're in trouble, right? You will say, oh, that, that rule is discriminatory. I mean, that's a silly rule. What does that have to do with power lift exactly? Nothing. Those rules have nothing to do with their ability to compete, but they are disqualified because of their hairstyle. Let's be very clear, the Crown Act creating C, respectful and open world for natural hair. It's a movement, a petition has been adopted by many states, but we can do better, all right? Ben, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is just another example of rules and regulations that are put in place that are in and of themselves racially prejudicial. And then people citing those rules as the reason why it's not racially prejudicial. Oh, what do you mean? There's there's a rule that says you can't use the same water fountain. That's why we're enforcing it. What is that? You're skipping over the first step that makes the rule that makes it prejudicial. And now, look, I, I'm not super familiar with exactly the origin of all these rules. Like like you said, I personally could see an argument maybe why you why you wouldn't be allowed to have a bead in your hair if you were wrestling when it could fly in your opponent's eye and smack them in the eye. But for deadlifting, for powerlifting, for softball, for things where clearly there is no way this would impact the performance right. positively or negatively, there is no argument for it and it's just a way to not only humiliate, but get in the head of, of a performer of color, an athlete of color, and yep. try to stop them. It reminds me very much of when my father, you know, I'm Jewish and my father was in high school and he was playing the high school basketball team and he had his high on, his Jewish symbol chain around his neck. And the referee stops the game and says, You're gonna have to take that off if you wanna keep playing. And my dad says, "Oh, if you're going to say that to me, will you ask that Christian player to take his cross chain off?" Exactly. And he made him to, and the my dad won that moment, made him at least take both off. Um, it's people trying to do whatever they can to hold power structures down against people yep. because yep. they can. And we literally had a story two weeks ago, um, high school graduate. Okay, this guy's top of the class. He has dreadlocks. They were told he could not actually walk across the stage, even though he was allowed to go to the school with dreadlocks. They had a prohibition to him having dreadlocks while actually graduating. We covered that story and the school changed that policy within days. Very sad situation, the cops brutalized a man who simply, as they say, fit the description. I'm gonna do this first, let's put up a picture of the man that they brutalized. Let's put his picture up, okay? All right, you see that? It's tough to watch, it's tough to look at, it's tough for me to report on. But it was a thousand times tougher 
a million times tougher for him to go through. So we're gonna do this story justice. A 26 year old man was walking home when he was stopped by police for matching a description. He left that encounter fractured and in an ambulance, okay? Michigan City, Indiana. Police said the encounter happened because the man matched the description of someone involved in a report of a suspicious vehicle. When the officers were unable to confirm his identity, they decided to do this. Here it is. City 25 Tommy in the corner store please. No, I felt that handle in there. But that, that He's got nothing on his back. He's got rounds in there though. The young man you saw is developmentally delayed. He ran when they tried to arrest him. He had not broken any law. Mr. Tahir was immediately knocked unconscious, woke up in the hospital with severe injuries to his face. There's more. Everybody that knows me know that I stay by myself. And this is what Mr. City Police Department did to my face. Tahir's mother says Tahir is developmentally delayed, as I said, and describes the injuries to the police. It describes the injuries the police department caused. She said, and I quote, if you're tased and you fall, how do you get scrapes? How was the whole side of your face scraped? Asked Kelly's mother, Darius Baylor. All his teeth are up and he has to get them out, meaning they knocked them inside of his face. And he was told they may have to take him to Indianapolis to get surgery because his face, his face is fractured, okay? An attorney says two different individuals share with the officer who tased Tahir that Tahir wasn't the person they were looking for and yet he got tased. The mayor responded, the mayor said this, Unfortunately, it happened rather than on soft grass, it happened on rough concrete, said Michigan City Mayor Dwayne Perry. His mother said he looked like a living Emmett Till. Let's put up his picture again, okay? He did nothing illegal, he was not the target, he has a developmental delay. And this is what happened and the police are covering it up, okay? The department is still tracking <clears throat> various charges, tacking various charges uh, to him. But yeah, yeah, they're still charging him with crimes, okay? Uh, for now, Kelly is still hospitalized. Uh, police said they are pursuing charges against him for providing false identity, uh, resisting law enforcement and carrying a firearm without a permit. All right, Ben. We cover these stories a lot here on Indisputable. The man did not deserve to be brutalized by the police. Now there's a cover up that we're going to help expose. Yeah, there's not much that can be said about that. You'd have to assume that there's missing footage or something happening here where that was not just caused by falling down. That's right. 
the the person's face is just completely destroyed. Um, obviously, you shouldn't run from the police, but that is not an excuse to have your life ruined. Um, people can freak out and in high stress situations, there just has to be better ways to de-escalate situations and not ramp up the escalation. It's just that's right. You see that, and it just it just hurts your your humanity. Yeah, uh, and listen, defund the police. You know that happens when corrupt cops and negligent cops, bad cops do bad things, and the police department and city they have to pay money for it. That's called defunding the police. All right, okay. Uh, we covered this a few days ago. Uh, now the mayor, uh, who was on record for being racist and in a recording, has now provided another recording and apology. Here it is. I'm here today to say I've made mistakes. And I'd like to apologize for the pain I caused to the residents of Clark, my family, my friends, and all those that were offended by my comments. They had a right to expect more from me. My words should not reflect on any of them. I deeply apologize for my hurtful and insensitive language. It was wrong. I'm embarrassed and ashamed to have spoken that way about a race of people. I've learned and I have changed and it will not happen again. However, a true measure of a man is whether he can admit an error and then learn from it. Let me tell you what I mean. Back in 2020, when the BLM marches came through Clark, I thought I understood why people were drawn to the street to participate. After interacting with people of all generations and races at several rallies and hearing their moving stories, I started to see a much bigger picture of how discrimination played into a complex history. He's still racist, okay? Uh, that mayor, we talked about him when it first happened, uh, paid off a cop who secretly recorded him and others, paid off a cop $400,000 to keep it a secret, all right? And then gave him another 200 plus thousand dollars to work even though he did not work. It was exposed because the city tried to take the cop's pension away. So the cop decided to reveal the recordings. And now the mayor is in fact apologizing. Clark Mayor, this is in New Jersey, all right? Um, Sal Vanacorso is apologizing for racist and misogynist comments captured on secret recordings, saying in a video posted online that he is embarrassed and ashamed. Um, his statements follows revelations last week by NJ Advanced Media that the township paid more than four hundred thousand to conceal those recordings under a 2020 legal settlement settlement after a whistleblower threatened a lawsuit. Now, I want to remind you, this is the classic. This is the classic. Um, I am still racist tale. In his apology, you notice did he apologize to black people? Specifically, did he apologize to black people? No, he literally decided to create proximity to blackness and provide no apology to black people. That is what he did. All right, there's more. 
His apology represented the first time, ladies and gentlemen, he had publicly acknowledged using the slurs, which included the N word and the other to describe black people. His apology follows denials to NJ Advanced Media. He literally told them I did not do that. He and others had used racial language. Last month, the mayor said he was blindsided by the allegations and could not recall using the N word. He also claimed he knew nothing about the recordings and said that he had many black friends. Typical racist response, um, N word, I don't recall. Ben, always a pleasure, brother. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Uh, please come this Sunday if you'd like a laugh and uh, some to escape from the realities of this crazy world. Come to my fictional world of Madtown and join us at Glebe Off the Top Crowdwork and Improvised Madness this Sunday at 1 Pacific for Eastern. It's a very reasonable ticket price. Tickets at BenGlebe.com and uh, you'll laugh your bones off. And then follow me at Ben Glebe on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Glebe, all the things. I'm trying to make you laugh, trying to make you think. Let's do it. Ben, does Madtown have any Karens or HOAs? We do not, we do not at I all. Think I'm gonna make very- a recommendation here just to make things yep. interesting, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I do actually, that's not true. I play a Karen character called Care Ben. There it and is. She's very, very annoying as a filter on, but it's a way to kind of put your frustrations at Karen's on me. I take it upon myself. So I'm a bit of a martyr in this town, I'm happy to do it. Look at that, covering all bases. Thank you, my friend, always a pleasure having you on the show. Anytime at all, thanks for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.